Hey, this is Evan Marquette, dating coach for smart, strong, successful women and your personal trainer for love. Welcome back to the Love You podcast. Today, we're talking about are you afraid to get married? Uh, it's a pretty challenging question. I got a pretty challenging take. I think you're going to want to stick around for it. Lots of people uh, are afraid of getting married with good reason. And I really want to dissect that effectively today and maybe show you a couple blind spots in your thinking and turn your glass half empty into a glass half full. When we're done with this conversation, I'll let you know how you could apply to love you to uh, find a relationship where you feel safe, heard and understood, and you can be passionate and relaxed and have all the good things that you claim to want in life that you don't have right now. Um, before I get into that, uh, the thing I want to cover today is that tomorrow, like if you're listening to this on Friday, Tomorrow is my Love You Bootcamp. Uh, I created Love You Bootcamp because Love You itself, Love You Live, where I do six months of coaching, two hours a week, is a pretty serious time commitment, a pretty, pretty serious financial investment. Uh, and Bootcamp is much easier, much smaller, and it happens to be taking place tomorrow at 12 o'clock Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Um, if you're a smart, strong, successful, busy woman, who is listening to this podcast, who's watching us on YouTube, who checks us out on social media and is like, I like this guy's energy. I actually think he could help me if I let him. Um, you really want to tune into this because I'm going to give you all the highlights of Love You, the six-month course, but we're going to do it in a five-hour seminar with a live Q&A, just the good stuff, so you can have basically a template moving forward on how to date with confidence and how to handle yourself uh, dating multiple men in sexual situations and um, knowing how to trust your guy radar, the thing that's been off for all these years, giving you better faith in your ability to, to discern whether you're investing time in a good man or wasting time with a bad one. Uh, and I'm gonna give that all to you in just five hours tomorrow. So um, uh, the good part about it is not only is it inexpensive and it's fast acting, but you're going to be there with a whole bunch of other high quality women. As of the taping of this, we have about 20 women. We're hoping to get a max of maybe 35. Uh, so everybody has an opportunity to get personal attention in our five-hour seminar. So uh, without further ado, go to www.evanmarkkatz.com forward slash bootcamp right now uh, and see if you can get in before we fill up before class starts on Saturday, June 3rd. Uh, now back to our regular program. So today's Love You Insight. There's a theory, and it is a theory, and it goes around a lot, that men don't want to commit. It's only the women who want to commit. And women are the gatekeepers to sex. Men are the gatekeepers to commitment. And seen through a certain lens, um, yeah, there's, there's an argument to be made. I mean, there's, a, there's definitely uh, something to that. Uh, at the same time, when we make these arguments that are a little black and white, it flattens the world and it doesn't do justice for the nuance. And we're here on the Love You podcast because there's a much more nuanced take than the emotional take that most of us have when it comes to dating and relationships. So 20 years into this thing, I've been doing a lot of reading, compile a whole bunch of statistics in my head 
some of which help to make my case, some of which help to refute my case, and I could play both sides of the fence. Um, today, I want to share stuff with you that I think will make sense to you. Um, Match.com study shows 75% of men want a commitment. Not a terrible surprise. Uh, Pew Research study shows that 65% of men after divorce claim to want to remarry. 65% of men after divorce claim to want to remarry. That is a much higher number than women, where I think the number is 47% of women want to remarry, which doesn't, which makes sense too. Why? Because women initiate two-thirds of divorces. So if you're a woman and you married poorly uh, and he's perfectly happy because he's getting access to someone who theoretically um, gives him regular sex and does his laundry and makes dinner for him some time and gives him some companionship and female energy and someone to talk to after a hard day, his very basic needs might be met. Your emotional needs might not be met. So this is not to hold men, women blameless in uh, relationship disputes, but it's not terribly surprising to me as a dating coach for women that women initiate two thirds of divorces. Right? But you might be surprised to realize that men want to come back for more and get remarried. And in fact, I Googled this one last night, 38% of men over 50 do actually remarry. So let's, you know, and, and again, a whole bunch of people, you know, give up on love after their divorces, right? Like that's a, that's a given. A whole bunch of people are like, I'm done, never doing that again. So we can say, oh, there's a bunch of men who don't want to commit, but the majority of men claim to want to commit, right? And a not small minority, 38% of men do in fact make the ultimate commitment of volunteering to get married. So let's get rid of this idea that men don't want to commit plenty of men want to commit plenty of men want to get married the question i have is why you wouldn't want to and again i know the answer to the question but i want to explore it with you so let's establish that the the the, the common arguments against marriage uh, a, a piece of paper doesn't make you happy marriage is not a panacea Plenty of people are in unhappy marriages. True, true, true. No one is suggesting that a piece of paper will make you happy. There's plenty of people who married the wrong people when they were 25 and they stay forever and marriage doesn't make them a better couple. Uh, I agree. There's no point in arguing with that statement. Um, but when I ask women, and it is my day job, it's not just a little hobby of mine. When I talk to women on the phone, and they apply to love you when we spend an hour on the phone and we dig really deep on their beliefs and how they got to getting on the phone with me uh, to hire me as their dating coach. Um, I ask them what kind of relationship they want. I ask them to describe their life when they're married. We do this at the end of, of the call. Tell me what your life is going to look like in three years when you finally found a, a, a special guy. Everybody says the same thing. Everybody, and again, I've, I've told this in a previous podcasts, but everybody will give some version of the same thing where they wake up uh, next to each other. They have morning sex. He makes her coffee, maybe breakfast. They take the dog out for a walk, go work out at the gym together, come home, um, plan what they're, they're going to do for the day. Maybe, maybe they're going to 
go kayaking. Maybe they're going to go on a hike. Maybe they're going to have family over for a barbecue. It's all some version of this, right? That results at the end of the day with them having either dinner in or dinner out with or without friends and going to sleep, making love again in each other's arms, wake up the next day. And the feeling everybody describes is the feeling of safe, heard, and understood. The feeling everybody describes is that of relaxed, right, content, not having to worry about the relationship. And so we, we, we learn that what you're doing is essentially fungible. It doesn't matter if you're going on a hike or if you're going to a museum. What matters is the feeling. Right? We're always in love you going towards a feeling. And so if every single woman I talk to on the phone describes the same feeling, feeling, doesn't that sound a lot like marriage to you? The thing that I described, a fully integrated life with friends and family and making love and making breakfast together. It's not that it couldn't happen with a couple, people who are boyfriend, girlfriend, and then live in separate places, or even people who theoretically live together, but don't get married. It's not that there aren't versions of that, but when everybody describes the life they want, it sounds a lot like my life. It sounds like a happy, fully integrated marriage where two people are going to be together, take care of each other, lean on each other. I ask people to describe a fun Saturday, but then there's all the other days. There's the work days. Right? You do want someone to lean on at the end of a hard day. You do want someone who is caring for you when you're scared or when you're feeling sick or when there's something going on in your life. So I acknowledge, right, in the big spectrum of things, there are women who want to function like a certain stereotype of men. Women who want to keep their separate places and see a guy once a week. They want to keep their life exactly as it is right now, right? With just like a guy dropped in it for occasional dinner and companionship. And there's enough guys who'll be down for that. But if you want the thing that I just described with him making you breakfast and being there for you for weddings and funerals and vacations and celebrating your triumphs and taking care of you when you're down, well, I hate to break it to you, but you want a husband. That's the job description of husband. And we could call it all sorts of other things, but that's really the job description of someone who does what I do, which means overall that you should be dating men who want to be husbands because that's the person who's the best fit for that job description. So if you say you don't want to get married, which again, you're entitled to. A lot of women have this story, right? I don't want to get married. I don't want to get married. Everybody I know is in a bad marriage. My parents were in a bad marriage. I was in a bad marriage. And so what we've done is associate marriage with bad marriage. It's become the equivalent. R relationships, long-term relationships with lifetime commitment, good, marriage, bad, <laughs> right? That doesn't exactly wash logically. So think about it. The men who don't want to get married versus the men who do want to get married. Who do you think is going to make for a better lifetime partner? Logically, who's going to make for a better lifetime partner? The guy who's been burned by weddings, the guy who doesn't believe in marriage, the guy who's resentful towards his ex-wife and says, I'm never doing that again. 
the guy who's got one foot out. Because when you say, as a woman, middle-aged woman, I never want to get married again, who's going to be down with that? The guy who doesn't want to get married again. Now you've got a guy who's got one foot out, who's not really digging on all the commitment that comes with marriage, which is a higher level of commitment than just being boyfriend, girlfriend. You've chosen, you've made your dating pool men who want independence and value freedom over partnership. That's who you've turned into your dating pool. So who's going to make for a more devoted partner? The guy who's got one foot out or the guy who says, no, I really love being married. I love being part of a unit. Now you could tell yourself and you're entitled to, I'm just a stranger on the internet, but you can tell yourself, you don't want to get married. But I always challenge everybody, if I were to hand you a person, a man, who would love you unconditionally and take care of you for the rest of your life, would you say no to that? Would you say no to my offer, the thing you don't believe exists, which is a happy marriage? Would you say no, hey, I'm handing you a guy who's going to take care of you for the rest of your life, all right? And you're going to grow old together, you will be buried next to each other, right? And be a little old couple walking you know, in the walking in the, in the park that everybody looks at and says how cute they are. I don't think anybody says no to that offer. So why insist that you don't really want that? Why insist that you want a lower level of it, the one that doesn't involve marriage? Right? So again, I want to acknowledge there's certainly issues around money, right? Prenups, real estate, kids, wills. I mean, I, again, I'm acknowledging that there are complicating factors to this. But the state that most people want is marriage. It's not that you don't want marriage, it's that you don't want to be unhappily married. Let's be honest. If I could snap my fingers and you're married and you're happy, if you're as happy as I am, you say yes to that proposition. It's like saying, I, I wouldn't want to be a millionaire. Well, I'd have to pay high taxes on it. Right? Like it's, you would say yes to that. So if you live in this world where you tell yourself you don't want to get married, because you're afraid of unhappy marriage. I don't blame you for being afraid of unhappy marriage. A lot of people make poor marital decisions, not just once, but multiple times. All right, that's why I have a job. My job is not to get you married against your will. My job is to get you happily married. My job is to get you into a safe, secure relationship right, with men who also want to be happily married, who know what it takes to be a good partner. These kind of guys exist if you choose them if you're wise enough to choose them instead of continuing to choose men who value their freedom and want an out and want to one day have the freedom to walk away from their relationship, right? Even if you're living together nice and clean and easy, that is the kind of relationship that it will be hard to make you feel safe and secure. I will briefly cite if I haven't already, but it's, it, it, it burns in, in my mind a client of mine who's in love you. She's been with a man for 10 years. She lives with him, but she's not happy. She's not happy because she's in her late 60s. And she didn't insist on having the kind of relationship that I talk about here. She became the girlfriend. So she lives with him. She's not on the will. She's not on the house. She's not engaged. He has all the leverage. And she's petrified. She can't leave. She's not happy staying. This is kind of what happens when you agree to things on his terms entirely, when they're not really your terms. So again, gently, I'm not telling you what your terms sh should be. 
letting you know that if you want something that looks like a marriage, she's marriage-oriented guys who treat you well. Right? Marriage itself doesn't make things better, but the kind of guys who want to get married, to me, are a cut above the guys who do not. Um, and if that resonates with you, please go to www.evanmarkkatz.com forward slash apply. Watch my 22-minute video on how to fix your broken man picker at the end of that video. I will show you the formula so that you can do this on your own and make better decisions with men, uh, including a relationship that does make you feel safe, heard, and understood. Next, I'm going to talk about our Love You Small Wins. Um, every week, I coach women on Tuesday nights. We do a two-hour call. It's epic. It's like a concert every week. And uh, we begin um, maybe, maybe 15 minutes in after I do a little lecture. Uh, I ask everybody to share their small wins, which is some tiny thing that went well in your love life this week. So every week we get a dozen of them. And I just do a small sample of them here on these podcasts. Uh, Evan, I joined your program right after I broke up, with, broke up with a guy I was seeing in 2020 and then followed Love You to a T. Oh, I forgot this. This, this wasn't a, just a, a regular small win. This was posted in the Facebook group today. Um, so I, I wanted to share it. Um, I broke up with a guy I was seeing in 2020, then followed Love You to a T. Lots of messages, emails, calls, and dates, but I met my boyfriend only two months after the prior breakup. So here is my big win. We recently got engaged on the Oregon coast. Thank you, Evan and ladies of Love You for equipping me with the tools I needed to get to this milestone. I couldn't have gotten here without you all. So there was another love you engagement this week. Uh, I would call that a big win rather than a small win. So congratulations. Uh, I try not to identify people who don't want to be identified, but congratulations to my friend who took her, her love life seriously and got what she came for in uh, an amazingly short period of time. Uh, now I want to talk about my recommended read for the week. Uh, every week I... Uh, refer to an article. It's either an article that I wrote summarizing another article I read on the internet, or it's uh, something that is is of relevance and timing. Um, this week, not surprisingly, uh, since we're talking about marriage, I found an article called uh, Are Married People Happier Than Single People? And uh, this is on my blog. You can click on the link uh, in the show notes to, to read uh, my article in the original. And here's the money quote from the piece. Psychologists have pointed to marriage as the single most re reliable happiness indicator. Across nations and ethnic groups, people report greater happiness from marriage than career, community, or money. 43% of married respondents reported that they were, quote, very happy, compared to 24% of unmarried individuals, source Pew Research Center. These results were consistent for all age groups and genders. So let's clarify so I can't be misunderstood. Although I'm on the internet for 20 years, I know anything I say can be misunderstood. Number one, marriage is not a guarantee of happiness. This is, this is again, never think, something I'm saying. So please don't suggest that I'm saying that all married people are happy or if you get married, you'll be happy. Over 20, over 40% of marriages end in divorce, a good number of, uh, married people remain unhappy, right? It's that the people who report that they are very happy are disproportionately married. When we say very happy, not just happy, the very happy people are disproportionately married, right? And so even when we're talking about divorce statistics, which, which anti-marriage people love to tout, 
they tend to pull uh, wild statistics, right? Over 50%, not really a thing. Marriage, uh, divorce, uh, divorce rates have been going down since uh, the, it peaked in the early 80s, I think. So it's not over 50%. And the 40% is highly skewed by the fact that people who get married uh, under the age of 25 are about 75% likely to get divorced. Not surprisingly, kids making uh, big life decisions uh, doesn't end very well. So divorce statistics are highly skewed by people who get married young. If you're over 30, college educated, divorce statistics are closer to 20%, which again, it's 20% too high, but it's no nothing like the, uh, you know, the over 50% thing that you hear thrown around all the time by people who don't read about this stuff. Next, single people can be very happy. I work with single people. I work with single people who have full lives and have their acts together. I, I don't, you know, my clients are, are amazing. They're superstars. They're, they're great people who lead rich, full lives. So me talking about the virtues of marriage, right? It is, it is not to say that you can't be happy without it. The same way that one could be happy having a regular job and doesn't, you don't have to be a millionaire to be happy. There's lots of forms of happiness. So similarly, you can be happy on uh, 24% of singles self-report as very happy, right? I don't know what the tiers are, but very happy and then happy and, you know, mildly satisfied or whatever it might be. So in the top tier, 24% of singles report that they're very happy, which is a good number. It's that the number of married people in that is 43%, right? nearly double. So why is this? Why is this married guy telling me this? What, why is he trying to convince me that his life is better than mine, and, which is not what I'm trying to do? Um, the theory, and not my theory, just wrote it down, took a quote, think it's interesting. Some co psychologists uh, conjecture that married people right, are more inclined towards happiness because they're happier to begin with. Makes a certain amount of sense. If you're a happier person, you're going to do more you're going to grab, you're going to, more people are going to gravitate towards you if you're a happy person, if you're an unhappy person. Therefore, happy people are going to have a distinct advantage when it comes to dating. They're going to have a dis distinct advantage when it comes to relationships as well. Right? People tend to gravitate towards people who are confident and happy and have a good sense of humor and are warm. Right? None of these guarantee a future. There's lots of happy people or warm people or whatever who, who don't put it all together. But it is an interesting idea that it that people who marry are happier in general, not simply because of marriage, but because they're happier in general. Uh, then there is the other uh, psychological theory that happier people are generally more social, and people who actively socialize will be more likely to meet someone than people who don't actively socialize. This is not a knock on introverts at all. My job is not. My, I work with plenty of introverts. It's only to say that that certain things are set up for extroverts, right? If you want to be a television personality, if you want to, if you want to be a preacher, if you want to be like, if you want to be out in the world, um, if you want to be a party planner, these probably places that you don't want to go if you are an introvert. So dating itself, which involves meeting new people on a regular basis and being warm and friendly and uh, optimistic with strangers is a challenge for a lot of introverts. It's so a huge part of my job is getting introverts to, to 
embrace this medium without being um, bothered by it or cowed by it. So is it possible that marriage, and again, I'm, I'm maybe contra contradicting the, the theory but that ha marriage makes people happier. Is it possible that the kind of people who get married are just more extroverted and happy in general? Well, sure, it's possible. I don't know the answer. I'm, I'm just, I'm throwing things out for you to consider whether it's true for you. So finally, the article points out that marriage, as I've said repeatedly here, is not a panacea. It doesn't in and of itself create happiness. Um, if you're in a miserable relationship, putting a ring on your finger is not going to make you happy. Uh, in fact, it'll probably make you less happy because now you finally caught the man that has been making you unhappy as a boyfriend, which is why I don't encourage people to get married unless they're already in a secure, happy relationship for a couple of years. Right. Marriage is the final step to cement it. It is not the thing that fixes problems. Um, so consider, as you listen to me rant and rave about marriage, uh, I was single for 15 years as an adult, uh, went out with hundreds of people, had some fun, learned some things, have some funny stories to tell. All of it convinced me that I'm, I didn't need much convincing. There was a reason I wanted to do this. There was a reason that I can't think of too many married people, at least in my orbit, that would tra trade positions with single people. Now, again, that is not said as a judgment. It just feels so good to have a person to go through life with instead of that turnover, the constant turnover and the constant wondering, where is this going? Is this going to work out? Does she like me? Do I like her? That kind of thing. Um, there's something to be said for just having something that's secure and build, builds and gets stronger and stronger and stronger over time uh, as good marriages do when you realize you're not going anywhere. There's nothing that can break you apart. Uh, I wish that for everybody. And that is why I do this job. So today's love you love story comes from Tracy. Tracy, hi, Evan. I never expected to be sending you this email. I always thought I wanted a good relationship. Again, I always choose things that are thematically appropriate. So her version, and she was in her 60s when she started working with me, I always thought I just wanted a good relationship. The last four years with Barry have been amazing. After almost four years with him, we are engaged. I'm forever grateful for your help with dating and relationships, even with a doctorate in psychology. I never learned what I needed to know to have the kind of relationship I deserved. We are both so happy. And you are right. Great relationships are easy. Thank you so much. Barry and I recently talked about the possibility of getting married. He wanted to be sure that if he proposed, I would say yes. Still, his proposal was a huge surprise. You've made a huge difference in my life, Evan. I can't thank you enough. Tracy. Tracy actually sent me a video of their proposal. I, I'm not at liberty to share their video, but she sent me a video of the proposal that he did for her. And it was like an over-the-top, uh, it was almost like a promposal. He, he, he videotaped the whole thing and he had her in like some sanctuary with candles and it was, it was something, it was really sweet for people in their, in their mid sixties, um, to, to go that big. Um, and I loved working with Tracy. She's here in Southern California. One of the few uh, clients that I've had an opportunity to meet a couple of times. So, um, congratulations to you, Tracy, for your, your nuptials and, uh, for everybody who's listening to the love you podcast. This is why you do something. This is why you don't just stay a listener. This is why you take action because you don't want to be alone. You want to have someone by your side. You want someone to make that big proposal and commit his life to making you happy. My name is Evan Mark Katz. Thanks for tuning into the Love You podcast. If you like this episode, feel free to click on the 
uh, bell on YouTube and subscribe, uh, get notified when new uh, content comes in. If you're listening on Apple, please leave a positive review. We're close to 400 reviews now. You could put us over the top. The algorithm actually cares about the, such things. So if you have something nice to say about the Love You podcast, please give us a good review on Apple. And if you are listening and saying, all right, man, all these love stories, all these statistics, you're having an effect on me. Uh, if you want affordable coaching and you want instant gratification, go to www.evanmarkkatz.com forward slash bootcamp right now to enroll in the bootcamp that's starting tomorrow morning. Uh, probably a couple sl slots left. I haven't checked. And um, finally, if you want hand-holding, if you want tangible results over the course of time and you're not looking for the quick fix, evanmarkkatz.com forward slash apply. Apply to love you. Book a time to talk with me or someone on my team. And uh, I will get you the relationship that you have longed for your entire life that seems unattainable, but someone actually has. That person can be you. So I love you. I appreciate you. I thank you for being part of the Love You podcast. I thank you for your attendance here and for sharing this with your friends. I look forward to seeing you again next week. Bye-bye. My name is Evan Mark Katz. Thank you for tuning into the Love You podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, please share an honest review on Apple. More reviews equals more awareness of the Love You podcast and more love in the world. And if you have everything except a man and you want to have a happy, healthy relationship, I can help you. In Love You, you will gain confidence, learn to trust your judgment, and find a man who makes you feel safe, heard, and understood. Go to www.evanmarkkatz.com and click to watch my free video. When you're done, you could apply to Love You to join hundreds of other smart, strong, successful women in a coaching community where women like you actually get the love you deserve. I'll see you there.